Turkey, family, and some sports on TV. Today, millions of people in the United States gather together to give thanks. It's been a strange couple of years, and the future is uncertain, but God is still good. We can be thankful. The holiday of Thanksgiving isn't in the Bible, of course, and many people celebrate this day without thanking the Lord for all the earth. But giving thanks and living gratefully are important concepts in the scriptures, especially in the Psalms, where we hear again and again that Yahweh is gracious and compassionate. And after all, that's why we give thanks. The Lord is not only all-powerful, but he's also all-good. And the greatest blessing he has given us is salvation in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. So if you gather with friends and loved ones today, remember these words, Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this American Thanksgiving, we're continuing in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. If you've been listening to our program last week and then this week, you know we've been looking at the unique life of Bunyan, who was a well-known pastor in England in the 1600s, and his influence is still felt today, some 350 years later, because of his fervency for his Savior. Bunyan also wrote Pilgrim's Progress, which is the most read Christian book behind the Bible. That's pretty impressive. Yesterday, we read some of Bunyan's autobiography called Grace Abounding. Before he met Christ, he was struggling to earn God's favor. He really thought he could be good enough, but he continually fell short of God's glory. What changed? Grace broke into his life in a most interesting way. In a moment, we're going to hear about that moment when Bunyan was eavesdropping on a conversation that God used to change his life forever. Later, we'll hear from Dr. Peter Morden. He's the acting principal at Spurgeon's College, and he'll explain why Bunyan was known as the Tinker of Bedford. Well, I have to say it was wonderful to hear from so many of you who have ordered a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. Many of you said the original Bunyan version changed your life, like Barbara in California. She ordered this new, modern adaptation to send to a loved one in Colorado. And with the vibrant illustrations, along with easy-to-read text, the story will come alive in your mind and the minds of your children in a whole new way. I want to send a copy of this book to you for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. So after the program, call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And even though December's coming next week, it's still not too late to get the manger mission for your home or a family you love. With a fun storybook about the wise men and the wooden nativity, It's a great tradition to start this year that will point your family or a family you know to Jesus Christ. And now we open the program with Fellowship Creative and Grace on Top of Grace. Lord, how you've loved me, I don't deserve grace on top of grace. More than I 
Listening to Haven today, and I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't know about you, but I've been encouraged by looking for two weeks at God's Word with John Bunyan. Last week, through the story that he wrote, Pilgrim's Progress, that in the English speaking world is second in sales only to the Bible. But then this week, we've been looking at Bunyan's own account of his personal conversion which he called grace abounding to the chief of sinners. What I want us to do now is look at something that happened to Bunyan that not only teaches us about our need for grace, but should encourage us to be a part of sharing the news of that grace with others. You see, this good news, we call it the gospel, is not something we need just to become a Christian. It's something we need until we reach what Bunyan called the celestial city. A friend of mine, Milton Vincent, wrote a little book called A Gospel Primer for Christians. He put it like this. God didn't give us his gospel just so we could embrace it and be converted. Actually, he offers it to us every day as a gift that keeps on giving to us everything we need for life and godliness. The wise believer learns this truth thoroughly and becomes proficient in extracting available benefits from the gospel each day. We extract these benefits by being absorbed in the gospel, speaking it to ourselves when necessary, and by daring to reckon it true in all we do. So what is my friend Milton Vincent saying? He's saying we need to hear it every day and dare to believe it every day. And today, in these next minutes, I want to see how Bunyan overheard that good news being discussed among friends and the impact it made on him. Bunyan gives us the scene. He's in Bedford. He says God put him there in his providence to work on his calling. Bunyan was a tinker by trade. I asked Dr. Peter Morden from Spurgeon College to explain what that means. Tinker was his 
father's trade, and that's the trade that Bunyan was originally apprenticed into. So a simple maker and mender of pots and pans, basically. And it was a poor occupation. They lived in a ramshackle, tumble-down house, which has long since crumbled into dust. And it's really that poor upbringing that partly shapes Bunyan and gives him a great sympathy with the ordinary man and the ordinary woman. I think one of the things that we can learn alongside that is that God can take anyone and can use them. And it may be that we don't have many advantages in life to begin with. It may be that we've been through all sorts of struggles. God can take us right where we are and use us in his service. And that's one of the really exciting, very relevant things. I think the Pilgrim's Progress is relevant, but Bunyan's life actually speaks to us today in a a whole range of ways. And a special thanks to Dr. Peter Norden from Spurgeon's College for joining us here on Haven Today on an American Thanksgiving, and the fourth day in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. Well, God did use this poor tinker to impact many people for the gospel, and not just when he was alive. But first, he had to be reached with the good news of Jesus Christ himself. Something happened in Bedford that deeply affected him. I've modernized his words just a little bit, but here's what he said. In one of the streets of Bedford, I came where there were three or four poor women sitting at a door in the sunshine, talking about the things of God. I wanted to hear them speak, so I drew near to hear what they said. At this point, I was a brisk talker myself in religious matters, meaning he wasn't a Christian yet. But looking back, I can say I heard, but I didn't understand. Well, what were those women talking about? Well, for one thing, Bunyan said it was far above and out of his reach. The gospel at that point was over his head because the gospel still had not gripped his heart. He said their talk was about a new birth, God's work in their hearts. Also, how they were convinced of their bleak condition by nature. They talked about how God had visited their souls with his love in the Lord Jesus and with what words and promises they had been refreshed, comforted, and supported against the temptations of the devil. Bunyan said they also talked about the sinfulness of their own hearts, their own unbelief, and they all agreed that their own righteousness was worth less, that it couldn't do them any good. Now, aren't those words from several hundred years ago in Bedford, England, between a few women visiting on one of their porches, remarkable? It's a picture of sharing the gospel with one another even after you've become a Christian. Paul the Apostle in Ephesians 4.29 said, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This challenges me to be that kind of friend to others. Can you think of friends in your life, maybe people in your church or in your neighborhood, who 
you can be that open and honest with about your struggles and your doubts, your need for grace. Can I encourage you? Take the lead. You be that kind of friend. And I believe the Holy Spirit will work through you, and you too will be blessed. Think about this as well. Bunyan was still an unbeliever when he eavesdropped on this conversation. That should teach us another thing. We should think beyond our close circle of Christian friends and find ways to include people who need to hear the good news for the very first time. Here's how this conversation affected Bunyan. He says, I thought that when they spoke, it seemed like joy made them speak. They spoke so pleasantly filled with the language of Scripture and with such appearance of grace in all they said that it seemed to me they had found a new world. And then Bunyan quotes Numbers 23.9, From the rocky peaks I see them, from the heights I view them. I see a people who live apart and do not consider themselves one of the nations. Do people think about you and me when they hear us talk about the gospel? Do they look at me? Do they look at you and say to themselves or to others, what is this hope that you have? Well, Peter tells us in his first letter, chapter 3, verse 15, to always, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. That assumes people will hear our conversations like Bunyan did and see our lives. And when they do, they'll see there's something unique about us in a world that's broken. They'll see something whole in us. In a world that seems hopeless, they'll see that we have hope in something, or better, should I say, in someone. And we need to be ready to point to Jesus. Bunyan says, at this, and he means when he heard what these women were talking about, I felt my own heart begin to shake. He realized that he was without hope when he heard these women speaking about the gospel to each other. And he said, I saw that in all my thoughts about religion and salvation, the new birth never entered into my mind. And I don't know the comfort of the word and promise nor the deceitfulness and treachery of my own wicked heart. And this had a profound effect on him. He went back again and again to hear those women speaking about the gospel. Wouldn't that be a blessing? If we were so open and honest with one another about the good news of Jesus and willing to invite people into that conversation as often as they wanted to come, Bunyan said, I made it my business to be going again and again into the company of of those women, for I could not stay away. And the more I went among them, the more I questioned my condition. And I still remember two things grew in me that surprised me. A very great softness and tenderness of heart, which caused me to fall under the conviction of what they said from Scripture. And the other thing was my mind was greatly bent to meditate on these things and on all other good things which at any time I heard or read of. Do you think these women, just sitting there, and Bunyan sat at a door in the sun, do you think those women had any idea that their conversation would have had such a profound impact on not just Bunyan, but on the whole English-speaking world through Bunyan's 
labor and ministry for the gospel, which we now have in Pilgrim's Progress? I don't think so. But that's exactly what happened. They played a part in his conversion to Christ as they spoke with one another about their need for Christ, about the way they had been tempted by the devil, and about the way God's grace made them realize that it wasn't about their own righteousness, but it was all about Jesus. That makes me want to have these conversations. It makes me think about people who might listen in to what we talk about on Haven today and be affected for the very first time by the gospel. So I want to thank you today for these times that we have to spend together thinking about good news. And I pray that you can have these conversations where you are, maybe even at work, but certainly in a church. And you can invite people who don't know Jesus yet. This is your way to share him with people who don't know him yet. You just don't know how God will use you for the kingdom. Take away the melodies Take away the songs I sing Take away all the lies And all the songs you let me write Does the man I am today Let them see Another smile, another face Another breath, the grain of sand Passing quickly through your hand I give my life an offering Take it all, take everything Let them see
I'm Charles Morris, and this is Haven Today, and can you believe it? It's an American Thanksgiving. We're in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan, and that was Colton Dixon, an American Idol finalist who loves Jesus with his song, Let Them See You. I hope you've been encouraged by the work of grace in the life of Bunyan. I have. And I want to further encourage you in your walk with Christ by sending you a copy of the adaptation of his classic novel called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. I remember reading the original story with my kids, and they loved it. And I can't wait to share this beautifully illustrated storybook with my grandkids here on this holiday weekend. It's an epic tale that will encourage your heart and the hearts of children in your life to deeply rely on God's divine help in every circumstance that we're facing in life. So, for your generous gift to this listener-supported ministry, I want to send you a copy of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey. Just call us right now at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're visiting our website, don't forget to take a listen to the full-length interview we produced with the author of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey on our Great Stories podcast. I know you'll be blessed to hear his heart to help children find Jesus through this adaptation. And just before we go, we still have the Manger Mission activity set with the sweet storybook about the wise men and the wooden nativity that children can play with a fun tradition that points to Jesus, something every family needs this coming Christmas season. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, on Friday, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Today is the American Thanksgiving. And while it's not a biblical holiday per se, the idea certainly is, throughout God's Word, we're encouraged over and over again to give thanks to God. But usually Thanksgiving doesn't stand alone. In fact, when people give thanks to God, they often find themselves doing something else. And that's praising Him and worshiping God at the same time. In fact, these two concepts are linked in God's Word, like Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So thanksgiving is good, but thanksgiving with praisegiving, better. Why not take some time today and do both? Start receiving Anchor Devotional at getanchor.com.